In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Oh. 
Let us pray. Almighty God, grant that the birth of your only begotten Son in the flesh may set us free from the bondage of sin. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. The first lesson for the Nativity of our Lord is written in the second book of Moses, known as Exodus chapter 40. In the first month in the second year, on the first day of the month, the tabernacle was erected. Moses erected the tabernacle. He laid its bases and set up its frames and put in its poles and raised up its pillars. And he spread the tent over the tabernacle and put the covering of the tent over it as the Lord had commanded Moses. He took the testimony and put it into the ark and put the poles on the ark and set the mercy seat above on the tabernacle. And he brought the ark into the tabernacle and set up the veil of the screen and screened the ark of the testimony as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud settled on it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Throughout all their journeys, whenever the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set out. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not set out until the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and fire was in it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has made his light to shine on us. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Second lesson is written in St. Paul's letter to Titus, chapter 3. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously, through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is the word of the Lord.
tongues. Come, all you nations, and worship the Lord. Alleluia. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to
Today Christ is born. Today the Savior has appeared. Today on earth the angels sing, the archangels rejoice. Today the righteous exult, saying glory to God in the highest. Alleluia. In the name of Jesus. We do not claim to know that Christ was born on the 25th of December. Though it is not a random date, chosen arbitrarily on which we celebrate the nativity of our Lord. And despite the claims of some, it was, some, it was certainly not dictated to us by some pagan winter festival. Yet for centuries, Christians have gathered on this day. And every year they have sung, Hodie, today, Christ is born. Not that Christ was born today, but there was a day, a point in time, a point when, when that which was from of old, from ancient times, from all eternity, like the kindness and love of God, like his mercy and his desire to save, especially the eternal word of God, which was in the beginning with God and was God, and was even begotten of the Father from eternity and of the Father's love. But it was not enough for God to just love the world from eternity. God is not merely the world's savior in, in theory or in abstract, up in the heavens or simply in the mind of God. But here, now, today, in concrete, on earth, among us, in flesh. The epistle pointed for today from St. Paul's letter to Titus is made up, that whole section is made up of one single sentence in the original language. Greeks commonly did that. They wrote these long, complicated sentences with many parts. But at the very heart of it, it is the most basic of a sentence. It is a subject, a verb, and an object. He saved us. The he is God. The us is you. This is the whole story of the scriptures. It's the story of Christmas, and it's the story of you. God has loved you and desired to save you forever. But something happened today, in time, 
Something that never before had happened up until a point in time and never yet has been undone. He saved us when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared. God's kindness and love and desire to save have been from eternity, from of old, but today. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. The kindness and the love of God from eternity in time became visible, appeared, manifest in the form of a baby, in a human child. The eternal word of God who loved you from the beginning became flesh. He loved us forever. But he saved us in flesh, in time, today. And we say that not again because he was born today, but because because here you are. Today, in flesh. And how's that going for you? The verse right before our epistle lesson, it reads this way. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. Oh, if only we could look back with our, with our sinful pleasures and passions entirely in the rearview mirror and say, at one time. Even if we could. Even if we could claim to have left our evil in the past. You know that that past follows you. And sin has consequences. And our conscience has a pretty good memory. Especially at night when we're trying to sleep. Or at Christmas when we're trying to be merry. Mankind was made in the image of God. Whose kindness and love are from of old. But now we find ourselves fallen and depraved even living in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. We live today as flesh, and our flesh is like grass. Here today, but no promise of tomorrow. So today, today, not because of righteous things you have done. Certainly not. Today God saved us. On the day his love appeared among us in our flesh. While it's true that the birth of Christ does not accomplish our salvation all by itself, this newborn babe must also grow up live a perfect life, suffer and die innocently, and finally rise from the grave in victory. Nevertheless, know this today. 
the one who was laid in a manger is the love of God incarnate. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He, the Christ child, is visible proof that God loves you dearly. There can be no doubt about it, ever. If you have been born of a woman, this child is for you. God has invested his very being in you and in your salvation, an investment that he can never withdraw, lest he deny himself. Today Christ is born. Today the love and kindness of God has appeared. You are saved. But how? Because again, it really wasn't today. We are nearing the end of the year of our Lord, 2023. It's been over 2,000 years since Jesus did live, suffer, die, rise from the dead, and then ascended into heaven with his human flesh, and now reigns and rules all things in heaven and on earth. Did you hear that? Now. Today. And from that right hand of God, now, from there, he pours out his Holy Spirit that we might become children of God. Heirs of God having the hope of eternal life. God saved us by being born into our family, taking on our human flesh. And God saves you by causing you to be reborn into his family. Born as children, not of blood, not of the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but born of God. You see, that's not your work either. It's not your obedience or your behavior, not even your commitment or decision. You are born of God. Still, how? St. Paul writes, he saved us by washing. A washing of regeneration and renewal, a washing that causes you to be reborn and made new and justified by his grace. St. Peter says it even more clearly. Baptism now saves you. What God has done at Christmas can never be undone. He is eternally present. Eternally it is today. He has identified himself with us, with us mankind, in flesh forever. Likewise, what God did for you on the day of your baptism can likewise never be undone. You have been identified with him, with his entire life, death, and resurrection. You belong to him who by his incarnation belongs to you. 
And with this saving bath comes, besides the kindness and the love of God, also the righteous things, all the righteous things Christ has done. A brand new life, freed from guilt and condemnation of conscience and the law. Along comes a renewed image of God, showing itself in kindness and love to each other. And a blessed hope that their life with Christ, this life with Christ, continues eternally. When we speak about things that have taken place in the past, we use different words and tenses to describe when something took place. And so we might describe something in that way. Like, for example, if I were to describe my marriage saying, I was married over 20 years ago. That's true. But that could be understood to mean that I was married and I'm not anymore. It would maybe be preferable, and my bride might appreciate it, if I said instead, I am married. When we speak of our salvation, we could say, and we would be correct to speak of these historic events, acts of the past in this way. Christ Jesus was born. I was baptized. True. But because I cannot be unbaptized any more than Christ can be unborn, this truth, this identity, these miraculous acts of God are eternally true and living, then I will rejoice even this day, today, to shout, Christ is born. I am baptized. Christ is born in human flesh to save me, to love even me. And I am baptized into Christ that he might save me, might love even me. Today Christ is born. Today the Savior has appeared. Today on earth the angels sing, the archangels rejoice. Today the righteous exult saying glory to God in the highest. Alleluia. Amen. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We join now in confessing the Christian faith using excerpts from the Athanasian Creed. It is necessary for eternal salvation truly to believe that our Lord Jesus Christ also took on human flesh. Now this is the true Christian faith. We believe and confess that our Lord Jesus Christ, God's Son, is both God and man. He is God, eternally begotten from the nature of the Father, and he is man, born in time, from the nature of his mother fully God, fully man, with rational soul and human flesh, equal to the Father as to his deity, 
less than the Father as to his humanity. And though he is both God and man, Christ is not two persons, but one. One, not by changing the deity into flesh, but by taking the humanity into God. One, indeed, not by mixture of the natures, but by unity in one person. For just as the rational soul and flesh are one human being, so God and man are one Christ. He suffered for our salvation, descended into hell, rose the third day from the dead. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, and from there will come to judge the living and the dead. This is the true Christian faith. Whoever does not faithfully and firmly believe this cannot be saved.
Let us pray the Lord's mercy upon us and for all people as they have need. That the Lord would uplift our hearts to hope and joy in the celebration of our Savior's birth, and that we would manifest this joy and witness to the world, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That we would show forth in our lives him who is the light of the world, and that the Lord would work through this witness of word and deed to enlighten those who sit in darkness by the light of his Son. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That the Lord would grant us wise and faithful leaders in this nation, and that the Lord would guide the leaders of the nations to work for peace and justice, and that we would be good and faithful citizens who seek always to do what is good and right and true. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That the Lord would grant healing, relief, comfort, and peace to all the sick, to those who suffer, to the dying and those who grieve. That the Lord would bless doctors, nurses, all medical professionals, and caregivers in their service of aid and comfort. And that all would rejoice in the good news of Christ, our light and our salvation. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That the Lord would give peace to those troubled in mind and heart that the Lord would deliver those afflicted by the taunts and temptations of the evil one, and that we would act with compassion and kindness to all who suffer these torments. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That the Lord would secure in our heart the joy of this holy season, that we would not give in to anger, bitterness, and dispute, and that we would rejoice in the peace that passes all understanding in our homes, workplaces, and the church. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy, that we would be faithful unto death and receive from the Lord's hand the crown of righteousness for having fought the good fight and finished the race, that we would remember with thanksgiving those who have gone before us with a sign of faith and now rest from their labors. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We rejoice, O Lord, in the word made flesh, in whom you have revealed your glory and by whom you have delivered us from sin, darkness, and death. Grant to us all things beneficial to us, and prevent all things harmful, that we would be kept secure within the grasp of your grace, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. For in the mystery of the Word made flesh, you have given us a new revelation of your glory, that seeing you in the person of your Son, we may be drawn to the love of those things which are not seen. Therefore, with angels and archangels and the company of heaven, 
with what and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Almighty God, endless is your mercy and eternal is your reign. Out of love you created us and everything which exists. In mercy you preserve the church in Noah's day with a flood. In grace you promised to bless us through Abraham's seed. With patience you protected that seed through the judges and kings of Israel. In faithfulness you repeated your promises through the prophets. And when the time had fully come, you sent your son, born of a woman, born under law to redeem those under law with a perfect and sufficient sacrifice which paid the price for the sins of the entire world. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Therefore, gracious Lord, we bow before you in thankfulness for your many and varied gifts. For Christ's redemptive death, his victorious resurrection, his ascension promises, and his powerful reign at your right hand. Bolstered by your endless grace and Pentecost spirit, we eagerly await his glorious return. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
O God the Father, source of all goodness, in your loving kindness you sent your Son to share our humanity. We thank you that through him you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. We also pray that you will not forsake us, but will rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, so that we willingly serve you day after day. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace.